My weaknesses for the 49ers is is and it shouldn't. And I mean, it's Brock Purdy. That's yep. my only. That's it, exactly it, what I had. That's my only weakness. Is he's got? I don't. I can't. It's. It just doesn't seem sustainable, dude. He's been balling out of his mind. It's just crazy. But like, he's just, he's mystery relevant. The last pick of the draft. Um, that's a lot of pressure. You know. It changes a lot. The last four weeks of the season are completely – it's a completely different ball game now. You're playing to survive and move on now. And putting that all on top of a rookie. Granted, he's got a lot of weapons around him. He's got a good defense as well. That That's why I say he's the only – he's really their only weakness right now. Welcome back to another episode of From the Rafters Podcast. Your host, Connor Mahoney, Jake Lane, and Ben Bailey. Episodes released – every Wednesday at 11 Eastern Time and are available on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at FromTheRafters. Welcome back to another episode of the From the Rafters podcast. We got Lovey Smith winning it for the uh, Houston Texans and the Bears getting the number one pick, possibly the greatest coach in Bears history. We have... The NFL playoffs brought to you with our predictions, and we also have the strengths and weaknesses of each team, along with awards for the NFL's regular season. We got it all on this brand new episode of the From the Rafters podcast. I don't know what episode it is because it's been multiple weeks since we've done one, and we apologize as we've been on uh, Christmas break, uh, New Year's break, whatever you want to call it, for um, the end of the semester here from college, but... We're starting to get in the swing of things. We're doing something new. Me and Ben are currently together. Jake is in his hometown as he is on Zoom. So first, just how's it going, Jake? It's good to see you through your computer screen. Good to see you guys. It's been a while. It's been, I actually was thinking about it today. It's been a month today since we last recorded one of these bad, bad, uh, bad middies, you know. It's been a while and I'm just happy to be back. <laughs> Episode 14, by the way. 14? All right, Ben's got it. Ben's got it. Episode Andy Dalton, episode Red Rocket on... We're bringing it to you today. Bears legend. Yeah, Bears legend. I'm happy to be here. It's been, it's been too long. Um, how you how you doing, Ben? How was, your, how was your holidays? You know, the holidays were good. They were different, you know. Uh, got to spend more time with the family this year. Uh, a lot of fun, uh, you know, my brother came home from uh, North Kakalakin, North Carolina, and, uh, uh, you oh. know, and the and the Colts continued to lose, so it was, it was a bunch of dubs, it was a bunch of dubs. Um, for myself, I went to, ventured to Florida, um, got to visit the great state of Florida, as some might consider it to be, I don't know. But yeah, I consider Jake went. Jake went to Florida. We didn't go together, but we both visited Bucky's. It's a great establishment down there in the lovely state of Florida and Georgia. Out the cap. What are you talking about? I love Bucky's. Their brisket sandwich is pretty good. I know this is what we thought we talked about early in our return, but Bucky's is very much overrated. It is a Dollar General gas station. Ooh, a dollar general that sh- that is so expensive no I'm, you mean it's, it's just like not... it's like grocery it's like okay. a grocery store it's just a bigger i don't know i don't i didn't it was good food the food they had was good 
they had good food. I'll give them that. But like it was, a, I, I thought I was in for some like once in a lifetime experience. I went three times. Did you get you like some Bucky Nugs and like jerky and stuff? Yeah. Bucky Nugs are overrated as well. Not not good. Would not recommend. I would say this: don't get their spicy uh, beef jerky. I had that, and holy, holy crap! It was it was. All right, to be fair, Bucky's was pretty good. Just a little bit overrated. Can we just? Agree I mean, on I I agree with that. I went to. I went to Bucky's before anybody knew what Bucky's was, so I've been a Bucky's stand for a while. But oh, you've been, oh, sorry. <laughs> I am kind of a Bucky's regular, if you can be but, one from Indiana. I mean, you're down in Florida like every every six months. Yeah, I go at least two times a year. But but I'm the only one that went to the ones in Athens, Alabama. I bet I've been to that one. Damn. Well, never mind. Before I went down to Orlando for a fall break. I was at the one in St. Augustine. So. Oh, there's a... Wow. All right. Anyways. There's a lot of those things. But anyways, before we get into the podcast and stop talking about Bucky's, um, just want to give a quick apologize if um, some things are hard to heal here in this episode, um, just because we're working with Zoom for the first time. But this will not be a regular. We'll be back to normal next week. But first I'm and foremost... Back in the dorm room. That's how we do it. Um, first things first, Jake, thoughts on the bear season, got the number one pick, Lovey Smith, got you guys sorted. How are you feeling right now with that number one pick? And more importantly, maybe the Packers didn't make the playoffs. Lots of important things to talk about, honestly. So, you know, we, we went through this whole season week by week. Obviously it was hard for me and Ben dealing with the stuff we dealt with. Looking back, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm in a very happy place now, and it all paid off in the end. So I just want to give a special shout-out to some of the special um, tank commanders, being Valus Jones for some pump clutch, fumble, fumble punts. <laughs> ended up Bears losing. Um, I might have said Amir's, something about Jones earlier in the season. But he did come on pretty well in the second half of the season. So I have, I'm... You know, he was—he just knew what he was doing. You know, I don't think he's—he's um, he's never going to be him, but he's going to be like—he'll be—he can be somebody you can use. Yeah, that's all he was supposed to be. I didn't expect him to be him. Come on. Anyways, um, other shout-outs. I want to shout out Amir Smith Marset, who's no longer on the Bears. Um, also, fumbling. did some clutch fumbling as well. <laughs> clutch non-catching. Um, Equinemius St. Brown again, clutch non-catching the ball. Um. Darnell Mooney was also clutch with some drops there. I want to shout out um, NFL officiating for some clutch calls there. Just those roughing, no roughing guys. the passer oh, calls there. Uh, what? Roughing the passer. Maybe some roughing the passer. Maybe some uh, missed defensive pass interferences. <laughs> um, shout out Cairo Santos for some clutch missed extra points to help really seal this awesome three and fourteen season two lock in. The number one pick in Alaska. You've already noted on a ginormous thank you to Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans on just. Whoa, 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 whoa! I think you're forgetting the team. I don't really feel like I owe the Colts a thank you. <laughs> I mean, they just suck. Did you know? Did you but... see that last play? Did, no, did you? Did, <laughs> that, that, the the guy had the pick move. and he went like this, yeah. and the ball went straight <laughs> through his hands. I guess I do owe a thank you to the Colts for. At least a thank you yeah. to Rodney Thomas. At least thank, a thank you, Rodney. You. <laughs> Rodney Thomas. Thanks to the whole Colts defense on that two point conversion. Thanks to Sam Ellinger for 
not playing the best football of his life thanks to... He actually didn't play that bad, though. He they, did throw a pick oh, six to a defensive end. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> thanks for thanks to Davis Mills for a clutch two minute drive. It was just thanks. There's a lot of thanks that are owed, and I'm just you know very thankful for everybody. The first overall pick coming to Chicago. Thank you, everyone. But yeah, that's what I got on the Bears. Um, you know, some of those games you could tell a talent deficiency really uh, started to set apart because early on, you know, they were close in those games and. Towards the end, it was just like, this season just got our, we got to get done with this. Well, I, you know, I, I'd said on Twitter, I was like, the Bears got the number one pick in the most fun way possible. I don't know if you agreed with that, but they I, had, I mean, maybe not like yeah, most fun, but like, ex- it was, it was still an exciting season, I feel like, for you guys. I, see, I would have, I, when I read your tweet, I was, um, comprehending that in terms of the last two minutes of that football game. I wasn't thinking about it in terms of the whole season, but yeah. I'd agree with both ways i'd say it was definitely like i don't think there's been a more fun like think about even jacksonville last year that was miserable yeah. Urban myers and stuff i mean it was, kind of, all the way to Cleveland, it was kind of like have, uh the pacers last year like they were trash yeah. but it, they were still like a fun team to watch but like justin fields didn't play in two games and those are definitely the most two boring game boringest games of the season, it just shows what I mean. How much of a game changer he was in terms of what you were watching. Um, yeah, but that's why definitely agree with that because, like, <laughs> the Browns were the top pick two years in a row, and those had to have been miserable. And then Jacksonville was the top pick two years in a row, and you know, Urban Myers was kicking kickers. So yeah. definitely the most fun um, first overall tour. Ever had to be had to be yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get this out of the way now. And all three of us have said, and we've all agreed with it. ESPN, um, their talk shows not it's not a big shot at you guys, but man, you can come up with some better content than thinking the Bears are gonna draft oh. a quarterback in the draft. It's bad. It's bad. Get up was bad today. That whatever that show with we've talked we've criticized the show with um with um LaShawn McCoy and uh, the one lady Joy. That one. Um, it's on Imano Fox. And, I forget what it's called. That one's on Fox? I thought it was. Oh, that one might be different. I don't know. Get Up was this morning where they were trying to, like, Get argue. Up, yeah, it's different. This one was last. This one was this evening. But Sean McCoy has no business talking about football after. Yeah, I mean, he's just. He's, a, he's a big field tater for no reason. Yeah, I don't get he's what just, happened. He's probably, just a hater. He like, didn't sign an autograph for him or something. I, I don't get it at all. Well, it's whatever. You know, I don't, you can't buy into that stuff. It, we're two weeks, two days into the off season, and everybody's going losing their minds already. So, it's called speak. Yeah. It's called speak. It's on Fox. It's on Fox. All right, it's I couldn't remember if it was Fox or ESPN, but yeah, Lashawn McCoy has no business talking sports. All right, Ben, thoughts on the Colts season? You know, good, ben. you know, I look back at this season. I think uh, there's there's some good and there's some bad that you take away from it. Uh, defensively wise, they had one hell of a defense. I could say that every single week they put up like they maybe gave up twenty points, but then there's like some of those games where you're playing the Cowboys and I think it looked like they gave up forty some points, but actually it was like four pick sixes or fumble sixes. So it wasn't like their defense was good, and a lot of those guys are staying. You really only have to re-sign Yannick Ngakwe and uh, Bobby Okur- uh, Okurike. 
And then you have the same defense because Stephon Gilmore signed a two-year contract. And there's a bunch of other people. Um, I know a bunch of people up north want DeForest Buckner on their team, but I don't think that's going to happen. There's a a few of those guys, you know, that want him. Yeah. I'd take, you know, DeForest, Kenny Moore. Um, Kenny Moore um, probably will not be back. Uh, anytime there's a player that is potentially available, the Bears are like, yeah, we'll take him. We'll take him. <laughs> you, I mean, you wouldn't. Who wouldn't? I mean, yeah, that's true. He's really good. Uh, if, Yannick Ngakwe, he's just going to sign with the Bears, though, unfortunately for you, dude. I don't know because you guys, uh, the way that your guys' defense is set up with Eberflus, you don't uh, – yeah. They, he doesn't have a speed rusher, and Ngakwe's yeah. a speed rusher. So he yeah, probably won't go. Definitely looking for three tech. And I'm pretty sure there's a guy that goes by default, and he would be quite the game wrecker. And we'd take without, him. without a doubt, Eberflus would want him, but I don't think the Colts would be willing to part ways with him for. I mean, they're going to have to give up a lot for him. I think, I think, I think there's something the Bears have. If. If the, Colts, the Colts, if the Colts want to get rid of him, I think you have to talk about a whole reset of the roster. If you get rid of D-Buck, Defo. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, uh, but, uh, I mean, a lot of those games, the defense maybe gave up 20 points, but because the offense couldn't score. I mean, this team... Probably, if they could average twenty points per game, they're probably sitting at seven, seven, eight, and one. Uh, I mean, that, that Colts team was like, was was I was a quarterback away from being in the playoffs. Exactly, that's what that's all they were, and it just stinks because people t- people are gonna leave. People are gonna gonna leave because they don't want to be a part of that, and it's unfortunate for them. But they, I, you, the Colts had a roster. And they messed it up with their quarterback play. I would say, without a doubt. I mean, doubt. I feel like without a doubt. I am. I mean, I'm hoping that Matt Ryan decides to retire. But it, they said I read today that they'll probably release him in the off season. They'll release him once it gets to the off season. But I've heard that he might retire so that he can keep more money. Probably, probably better off. TBH just retires. He won't be picked up by anyone with how bad he played this year. Maybe as a third string or something become. You know, talk, but yeah, um, yeah, that Colts defense very stout, very okay. good. That week before Christmas, they held the Vikings to zero points in the first half. That was that was wild. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, I'm just scared that more of because you're bringing in a new uh, head coach. I'm scared that they're going to lose uh, Gus Bradley, their D- uh, defensive coordinator. Gus Bradley was really good as the DC here in Indiana. Uh, I mean, I'm sure whoever picks him up or if he decides to stay, he'll continue to do good things. I think he's more of a coordinator than a good head coach, in my personal opinion. But, I mean, if someone wants to pick him up as a head coach, go ahead. I'm sure he'll take that any day of the week. Uh, but uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting off uh, off season. This is my uh, – we haven't been in the top ten – since uh, Quentin Nelson was picked, so well, what was he picked? Seventh, sixth. We had the number three pick. We traded out and got six. We we switched with the Jets, and that's, oh, yeah. but um, 
you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. Uh, I mean, it was a year of disappointment and, uh, I would say in the press conference today by Chris Ballard, I thought it was uh, very, um, you know, it was it was good to see him say that it was hit like he brought the fault on himself. It clearly was not his fault, in my opinion, because I didn't think it, it was all his choice on Matt Ryan being the um, quarterback. I thought some of that fell back on uh, Frank Reich and why Reich is currently not a coach anymore. Except I think he might be a coach soon. He won't be a head coach. He'll be a coordinator. There's rumors that there's. I mean, he won't be a head coach, but he is getting interviews for coordinator and some head coach. I saw something that some teams are, might look at him for a head coach too. You never know. Um. Um. But yeah, that's. I mean, I don't feel like the Colts aren't in a necessarily terrible spot going into next year with a top five pick and a pretty decent roster. Just depends on you know how do you trust them with the quarterback now? You know it just depends on if they make the right move there. It will it will be interesting to see. So Chris Ballard's keeping his job. They've Ursay's uh, already said that. So I wonder if Ursay's going to say, "Listen, this roster hasn't been good." You know, throw it in the dumpster and trade a bunch of people, or is he going to be like, "Let's just have a soft rebuild." get our quarterback and see if we can rebuild this offense. Because really all you have to do is rebuild the offense. Unfortunately, I don't – yeah, I agree. But unfortunately, I don't think you keep Chris Boward if you're doing a complete roster teardown. I feel like you know what Jim Irsay wants and you know – I mean, we've seen this man on Twitter and how he acts. He thinks – Well, I mean, he wants, we just he wants two championships there, by 2030. Well, he might have to put a delay on that one because – I mean, he's still got seven years. He's got some time. He's got some time, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's all. I mean, that, that's, is that all you got on the Colts, that basically? Is, that is. Any special thanks you want to give out to, like, Jeff Saturday for his? Uh, special thanks to uh, Colts defense. They really uh, helped us get that number four pick. Also, shout out to the Broncos beating the Chargers. Didn't think that was going to happen, but that moved us up to number four instead of being at five. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, and then I mean, special thanks to Rodney Thomas for not picking that ball off. Uh, Appreciate you, Rodney he, Tom. He already Ron had Tom. A, he already had a pick before. I think he just wanted one pick for his. Uh, I don't know if he knew that, but he went to high school with Demar Hamlin. So yeah. yeah. So before we get into anything else, that's what I was just gonna bring up. Um, Demar returned home to Buffalo yesterday. He got released from the hospital, and I feel like we should touch on that. He's still things. hospitalized. But in Buffalo. He was released from the hospital, and he's released from the ICU in Cincinnati and returning to Buffalo. He's doing some testing still. Um, I feel like it'd be insensitive of us not to touch on that subject. It also, all thoughts and prayers with DeMar and his family and hopes that, that everything goes smoothly there. Just crazy freak accident and not an ideal situation at all. Just hope everything goes good for Mr. DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, prayers. Seems going pretty well. Prayers up to um, Demar and his family. I mean, it's a scary moment, and um, I think thankful for all those in um, Cincinnati Hospital that did such a good job to be able to um, and the trainers to get Demar there quickly, and then of course just um, 
I mean, the person that DeMar is, the stuff, I mean, I've learned about him just this last week, and um, seems like he's a really good guy. And by the way, um, he's, I think, touched everybody else, maybe not in the football world or um, in football specifically. I mean, definitely he's had a big impact. He still is going to, but prayers up in his continued recovery from that um, from that scary moment on the field. Yeah, I mean, sixth-round pick, fought his way into the – NFL started he started I think 16 games this uh season so he's yeah because Micah Hyde went out pretty early it was whenever Micah Hyde went down he came in um this show I mean it's just incredible how how American football can bring the people um, the people together because like people not like you said not even involved with football are wondering asking how you know they know who this kid is a six-round pick out of Pittsburgh that no one had any clue who he was an hour before kickoff that game, you know, just crazy how that all transpired. Yeah. And, uh, I forget the name of the head trainer for Buffalo, but the, yeah. he did CPU CPR, sorry, CPR on the field and saved DeMar's life on the field. So, I mean, just being able to have your cool through that and being able to do that, especially in front of, what they probably have like it's probably a stadium that holds 70,000 people and they're all watching you so I mean kudos to that guy I mean not I mean it was the uh and he's probably the main reason that DeMar is still alive today a very collective effort I mean just everyone's you know that's all I mean they're all acting off instinct and stuff and you know if anything changes something catastrophic could have happened you know so we're just grateful that he's okay so now moving on um eagles eagles e- i mean do we go, season's do we not go, over yet season's not over yet but about to be um, not over yet. so far i guess <laughs> so far um i mean i mean i'm I can't complain. Fourteen and three on the end of the year, like um, almost I lost think that first spot. Almost lost yeah. it. Almost lost it. Um, well, you know, if hey, you know, if Eagle, if the Eagles are going to lose the game, why not the Cowboys get blown out by the Commanders in the same game? You know, in the same day, there was they weren't going to lose it. It didn't matter. I mean, good. I mean, we could have lost it to the Forty ers still, but we still would have won the NFC East. But that didn't happen. We got the number one seed. It wasn't pretty by any means. Um, NFC is going through Philly. NFC is going through Philly, and we all know what happened the last time it went through Philly. Now, um, I do think in kind of as we transition into kind of the strengths and weaknesses of each team, there's still some problems that, um, of course, the Eagles are not perfect. They got three losses in the season, and there's a reason they got three losses in the season. I think, um, I mean... On the positives side of things, um, Jalen Hurts has taken the step that everybody needed him to at the beginning of the year. Um, What was said was, can the Eagles... I remember there was a post um, whenever the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown, and the post said, what's stopping the Eagles from being... Who is stopping this Eagles team this year? And all the comments said Jalen Hurts. Well, obviously that's not the case. But um, what, what is a concern... With Jalen Hurts is his injury. Um, saw it in the Giants game. 
uh, usually when he's he, I mean, he scrambled, and usually when he's gonna be able to pick up an extra three yards, he went down, didn't want to get hit at all. I mean, you could tell like the the game plan there was to keep him from getting hit as as I mean, little as possible, which is expected after coming off of an injury. Um, I think that just show that's just that bye week is so much more important considering the injury that he's dealing with. Um, especially since it is his throwing shoulder. But, I mean, when you got weapons like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown with uh, almost 1,500 reception yards, Devontae Smith with 95 receptions, like, you got two studs at wide receiver. Um, I mean, the weapons are there. Um, With Jalen Hurts healthy, um, there's not many teams or any team at all that can beat this team. Uh, defensively against the Eagles offense, but another place to look at, you got a lot of Wait. your injuries back. What? Wait. <laughs> you said you said what? Just I said there's not many defenses or any at all that can beat this well, Eagles any, offense. You don't think there's any at all? We'll find out. We'll find out, but I feel like, like there's... There's one de- – not saying as a team, not saying there's a one team that stacks up. You know, I'm not saying – I feel like there's one defense that just happens to be in the NFC as well. Well, that the, is very – The Niners, I assume? Yes. Yes, the, the Niners' defense team. is very, very good. Ranked That's why in every I still added the might be. There's still a might be in there. We don't know for sure. But right, right. Um, that's my bias coming into play. But also, um, one thing to look at for the Eagles when they do go into the offseason is how can Lane Johnson hold up um, playing through that big significant injury that he has. It's been over two years since he's given up a sack, which is like, which we'll is insane. Stay in the league, though. That's so the question is just if he can, is uh, how healthy he is. I think injuries which is something that's pretty common for teams whenever they have uh, are the number one seed. That's kind of your always your main concern is injuries. So that's my spiel on the Eagles um, strengths and weaknesses going into the postseason as the number one seed in the East, what East and the NFC. Uh, what do you guys got on Eagles for their strengths and weaknesses going into the playoffs? Strengths. Um, here I got you. Mine's mine's quick. Strengths, first half scoring. Weakness, second half scoring. They were terrible in the second half. They would get up to these big old leads in the first half, especially in the second quarter. They would do really good in the first half, and then they would allow teams to slowly come back. And uh, so I think that's uh, that's something that definitely needs to uh, – if they're going to win, they're going to have to get better at second half scoring. I mean, you saw that in the Colts game. They didn't score a lot in the first half, and they barely won the game because they barely could score in the second half. And I think that was slowly on the tank wagon. So, I don't know. I just think uh, scoring. Sorry, half points. Yeah. yeah. You, um, you got this. Is it my turn now? Yeah, you got it. Um, Weaknesses for me are just... A lot of health. There's a lot. I mean, I mean, for all every team, probably I'd say health is a weakness right now. We're 19 weeks in now, and granted, 
Eagles got the one seed, so they'll have a break a week off. But you've got a quarterback that's beat up. You've got an all-pro right tackle that's beat up. And you've got some defensive pieces that are beat up a little bit. Granted, uh, Robert Quinn and CJ, uh, or yeah, Gardner Johnson's returning. So that's good for the Eagles. Um, so they definitely got some big pieces returning. But, man, I just thought there was a lot of risk playing Jalen Jalen against the Giants' backups. I don't I don't know. I didn't really. I don't. I mean, it, it was a close game, but I don't know. That was risky, risky business there. I was, I, I, it might have been just to like you know like warm them up. Get them, you know? Yeah, because I mean it wasn't just the backup. So yeah, but like you said, I mean you were nervous about when you got hit a couple of times, and I mean, yeah, the Eagles. I think they're in a good place right now, though. Definitely in a good good place. They, I mean. Good place, I'd say. Well, we got the um, the favorites in the NFC, uh, the 49ers. Um, they're the favorites? They are the favorites in the yeah, NFC. They, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I did a lot of uh, prep work for this because I've been really bored. Um, but the, I mean, the 49ers, um, I believe they've won 10 straight games. They're hot. They're the hottest team in the NFL. Um, that defense um, with Nick Bosa, 18 and a half sacks. Um, and then on the offensive side of things, you got Christian McCaffrey. Um, Bosa had 18 and a half this year? Yeah. Yeah, he led the league. And then you have Christian McCaffrey with 1.9 thousand all purpose yards, uh, third in the NFL. Um, the league leader in sacks, like I just said, Nick Bosa. Um, I mean, they've got the weapons. They've got the defense, and I mean, if I mean, if I'm an eagle, like I'm an Eagles fan, the team that I look out 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 of anybody in the NFC that worries me the most is that 49ers team. Fortunately, you won't have to meet them until the an NFC Championship yep. game, so that works out for them. Um, my weaknesses for the 49ers is is and it shouldn't. And I mean, it's Brock Purdy. That's yep. my only. That's exactly what I had. That's my only weakness. Is he's got? I don't. I can't. It's. It just doesn't seem sustainable, dude. He's been balling out of his mind. It's just crazy. But like, he's he's mystery relevant. The last pick of the draft. Um, that's a lot of pressure. You know, it changes a lot. The last four weeks of the season are completely. It's a completely different ball game now. You're playing to survive and move on now, and putting that on. Top of rookie, granted, he's got a lot of weapons around him. He's got a good defense as well. That that's why I say he's the only. He's really their only weakness right now. Yeah, the. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many strengths on that team. I mean, I'm. I would agree with both of you. He's the biggest weakness, without a doubt. And well, and I I don't know about you, but I'm not even. I'm not even like. This is not a shot at him. Like he is playing very good. But there's there's so good oh, yeah. like if there had to be one weakness it has to be the you know the if, last pick of the NFL draft has to be the one. Yeah, if they had a if they actually had like a franchise quarterback, I think that that team could. I I feel like I would take them no matter what. I feel like I would pick them all over anybody. But when when you are that a rookie, uh, I think the main thing that going into it what they need to teach them is listen you don't need to win the game you have the best defense out there 
just game manage. Game manage, yeah. That's game all you got to do because that's all, especially against most like you're playing Seattle. Seattle has to play out of their mind to beat you guys. So you don't have to freak out and you don't have to make the big plays if you're Purdy. And then in the next round, you're playing either the Giants or the Vikings. And the Vikings, if you stop their pass game, they have nothing else. So, I mean, unless, once they get to the Eagles, that's the only time that I think maybe Purdy's going to have to make some plays to where it's it's going to be game it's it's going to be like, hey, if they uh, they're going to need this play to win the game, but that's about it. That in the Super Bowl, if they make make the Super Bowl. Yeah, you talked about managing uh, like game management with Brock Purdy. And I think that that offense, that's all that, that, that's what that team is. That's what Kyle Shanahan's built that team to be like. Especially since you don't need the most crazy, you don't need the best quarterback in the league for that offense to run well. We saw it and not a shot at Jimmy Garoppolo and I have not been on the Jimmy G train at all. And obviously I think it's showing with Brock Purdy that um, you don't need this insane quarterback in that offense just do you need it to put them over the edge to win that Super Bowl? Is you know, like not insane, but a quarterback that's experienced, a quarterback that's been in the playoffs, or or even a quarterback that's a proven winner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it showed a couple of years ago when they got to the Super Bowl. You know, they didn't have that guy at quarterback to. To be you know, fair, finish, though, that finished. all he had to do was make a play or two, and they they're champions. Yeah, when it comes down to when it, that's the thing with Brock Purdy. When it comes down to can you, can you take the can you be the guy that makes the play? You know, we say he doesn't have to, but at some point he's gonna have to. You know, fourth quarter, two minute drive, he's gonna have to do stuff. There's gonna be times he has to, you know, put the team on his back, and I don't know if he can do that, honestly. Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting. All right, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sure Jake has got a ton of things to say about the Vikings. Um, I mean, they played pretty well down the stretch. I'll give them that. They played some... Wait. Now, is this Jake Lane talking? Yes, it is. The Vikings are frauds. The Vikings aren't going to make it out of the first round. The Vikings are going to lose to the Giants, who they almost just lost to just a couple weeks ago. They got exposed by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They almost got exposed by Matt Ryan and the Colts. First half they did, 33 to nothing. A good team doesn't get down to 33 to nothing. I don't even care that they came back. The Colts were not a good team. They were a sorry team all year long. They should never have been down 33 to nothing, ever. The Vikings are frauds. Vikings got exposed by the Eagles, the Cowboys, who got blown up by the Commanders, and then the Packers. They're the frauds. A washed quarterback. Clutch, pretty clutch. Ten and one, no, ten. Ten and zero in one score games. You know that could have went either way. They let the Bears claw back after being down twenty-one to three. Bears came all the way back, almost won the game. Fumble happens. There's too many times where that team was in the game. They let other teams be in the game. You're gonna let this good Giants team that's rolling right now. I want to say rolling. You're gonna let this Giants team come into Minnesota and beat you. Send you packing across just a couple miles into your houses. It's over. Minnesota is done for. 
cashing in the check right here. I don't, they got no strengths. They've got Justin Jefferson. That's their strength. Their weaknesses, they've got Kirk Cousins at quarterback, and they've got one of the worst running backs in the league and Dalvin Cook, statistically. Well, so far, um, then I actually do not think highly of Dalvin Cook either. Um, no, statistically is very bad, yeah. like very bad. The only strength I had for the Minnesota Vikings – was Justin Jefferson and um, some of their other weapons like Hawkinson and Thielen are still good players. I will give them their strength is their receiving core. They've got some weapons. But you have to have a good court. You have to have a quarterback who can throw to them. Um, Justin Jefferson still got uh, 1,809 yards, but he only got eight touchdowns, which shows the lack of efficiency in the red zone uh, by the Vikings. He had like one touchdown, one touchdown through ten weeks. So. Yeah, and I think the biggest question for the Vikings in their first game, game of the playoffs, and I'm gonna say it too. I think it will be their last. Is can they get Justin Jefferson in the end zone? And weaknesses wise, the offensive rankings and defensive rankings for a team like this is not what you would expect uh, if you haven't watched the NFL closely. They're 15th in points, 26th in yards. 28th in rushing, 23rd in sacks. Kirk Cousins has a 92.5 rating, but career versus the Giants is 78. However, earlier in this year, um, he had three touchdowns with no interceptions with the Giants. But um, throughout this season, uh, Kirk Cousins has just shown he hasn't been able to produce. And along with his more of his stats against the Giants, he's 13 uh, touchdowns and 14 interceptions. He's in the negatives. And um, ultimately, Kirk Cousins will hold this Minnesota Vikings team back. Ben? You know, I'm going to be nicer to the Vikings out there. They have an all-right defense. Um, I'd say it's it's a borderline strength, but I wouldn't call it a strength. Uh, Jay Jettis is 100% the biggest strength on that team. And the only reason why I think that they could possibly get out of the first round against the Giants is because Giants' uh, secondary isn't nearly as good as what they need to be to stop a guy like uh, Jefferson. But at the same time, you do need a quarter. You do need the quarterback to get it to Jefferson. Doesn't matter how bad the the uh secondary is if you can't throw to the guy then there's nothing that's gonna happen from it but um that needs to happen is they need to be able to pass the ball and if they can't pass the ball then they're screwed for all of the rest of I mean again you guys are right it's gonna be their first and last game because I think uh the Giants are one of the uh scrappiest teams out there like they'll they'll make you feel like they might lose the game, but you'll feel it afterwards, you know? Like, you will have to push... You'll be pushed to your limits to win the game when you're facing the Giants, uh, which I think is good, especially since you're they're a young team. And you, and when you get to this type of uh, year, the teams that are uh, scrappy, uh, hard-nosed, uh, good at running the ball somehow some way find a way to get it 
get the wins because you're fa- you're most likely when you play outside it's, what it's like 20 degrees outside so you got to be able to run the ball but luckily for Minnesota if they win actually that's going to be their only home game cuz they're facing the 49ers in the next round and 49ers ain't losing no no that's not how that works Ben not necessarily because it'll be 2 versus 3 and 1 versus 4 or 1 versus 5 Oh, yeah, they're definitely playing San Francisco. Yeah, you're right. Maybe either that or they're playing the Eagles, and it's not going to be uh, warm in Philly. They can't play the no, They can't play the Eagles. Yeah, they can. If Seattle wins. Oh, no. No, they won't be playing the Eagles. No, there's no there's no chance they can play um, Philly. They, they, well, in the NFC Championship, they could. Oh, yeah, we know how that went. That would um, be good for them because they actually have a good secondary. Uh, moving on, and a team that I think we're all going to struggle to find some strengths for is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, veterans. I've got That's what I I've have as well. One. Veterans. Experience. They do, they do have a guy named Tom Brady, but it's not the Tom Brady we're used to right now. That's the only it's difference. still Tom Brady. It is still Never heard of the man. He's still Tom Brady. Um, I think Mike Evans is also a good receiver. I think they got some they got some weapons, but ultimately um, they're twenty fifth in scoring. Rushing is awful, thirty second, and I also do think they have some pretty poor coaching. Yeah, I mean, it's Todd yeah. Bowles. Honestly, they should switch out Todd Bowles for Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith won't coach ever again. Lovey Smith is a G. Lovey Smith G. knows how to win in the clutch. He knows when to win. He knows, he knows when, the, when to beat the Colts. That's what he knows what to do. I seriously think before that game they said, if you win this game, you're fired. And he went, bet. <laughs> well, definitely, he definitely was looking at the draft order and was like, if I win this game, my boys up north really benefit. And I lose my job. Cash it in. Cha-ching. I, I don't um, have to be stuck in Houston anymore. Yeah. However. Which, you know, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jake. Just talking about the Bucks being 32nd in rushing, the Bears were number one rushing team in the NFL this year. Give it up. Claps, yeah. Woo. Um, yeah, the Buccaneers have only beat two playoff teams this year, the Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. And they're facing Dallas. And they're facing the Dallas Cowboys, um, who we will now go into. And I will whoa, not – whoa. Before I have one more strength for Tampa Bay, and it is their rush defense because they have a guy in the middle named Vita Vea. I think is one of the best rush defenders out there. You cannot get past him, and it's insane to watch him because I never, I would never think that oh, it would be a one man wrecking crew when you get to rush defense, but it is a one man wrecking crew. But that is yeah. that is. I wouldn't even count Tom Brady as a strength. It's Vita Vea. That's their strength. Oh, come on. You can't nope. not count. He is tragic. He will turn over the ball ten times. The thing is, though, you don't – okay, you don't have to say Tom Brady as, like – I'm saying as, experience is their, is their strength. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You can't um, – the experience Tom Brady has is a strength. Yeah. Tom Brady's exactly. ability that he's doing right now that he showed in the regular season, I would say is not a strength. Because he hasn't he hasn't played well. I mean, let's be honest. But well, he like, has that Tom experience. Brady. He has something that you can't put on five fingers. Yeah, he's got six of them. 
You can put it in your you can you can here's what you can do with what Tom Brady can, you can take six infinity stones and snap your finger and you've got the power of Tom Brady because he's like that. And I'm telling you, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna place my chips on this man not doing things this postseason. Because I could I you know, this is the worst the worst Bucks team we've seen from Tom, but I'm not ruling anything out. You you can't. You literally can't. Um, before Ben gets even more upset because of how much he dislikes Tom Brady. They're losing um, first round. But thankfully, you don't have to wear uh, a Tom Brady shirt. But Ben, not Ben, Jake has to wear a Green Bay Packers shirt that Should um, we force him to wear? Oh, he we already got it. has. We got Are you wearing that? Right you got to uh, wear that second day of school because first day it's like half classes. Yeah. You don't have to put no, it on now. You don't have to put it on. I just wanted to show you guys what I look like in it. It's kind of ugly. I was thinking about wearing it to work, honestly. But uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if the listeners are going to be able to view this. I don't think they will. So you guys get to see it firsthand, and then we'll get pictures on the Twitter account. And you'll see it. And me and Ben had a nail biter. I pulled it out. I got first. Come on. Yeah, it was, it was tragic. I feel uh, like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I feel like. There's got to be some playoff thing for you guys. I mean, what do you, you think? think playoff just... thing? We already said that the um, tiebreaker was weeks one, and Ben barely. Uh, ben always came in second, pretty much every week. Oh, like you think it should send? I mean, I don't care. We said right? at the it beginning of the year the tiebreaker was the weeks one. But you can win. But I'm saying you can win. There's three more weeks that you could win. How many? I mean, how much is he down? In weeks one. In weeks one, we'd have to go and check. I know I'm ahead on weeks one. He's probably uh, off like two weeks. The the papers in your dorm room, so we'll know for sure uh, next week. If it's more than two, no. If it's less than two, Ben has to beat me in two straight weeks. I'll I'll do that. Whoa, but we have to start it now. Well, we'll go through our playoff bracket yeah, towards man. the end, and if we need to, yeah. we'll come to that. But if it's more than two. No, I want my memorabilia. I want my Eagles stuff. So. Well, of course. Yeah. Anyways, um, a team as an oh. Eagles fan that I adore and love to hate is the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, biggest strength for them, I think, is their defense. Um, the system, Micah Parsons, um, has 13 and a half sacks. Um, I also think CeeDee Lamb is a great wide receiver. However, the person throwing in the ball is not as good as people think. Um, Lamb's got... Uh, 1,359 receiving yards, but Dak Prescott is the weakness for this Cowboys team. 15 interceptions on just 12 games played, and a little quarterback named, um, you guys remember his name? Oh, it's Cooper Rush. Yeah, he had three interceptions in nine games. Dak has 15 and 12. I'm just saying, Dak that's, tries- that's all... That's all I'm going to leave it on. I will and say, I will not say another word about the Cowboys. Wait, what did you just say? Cooper had three interceptions on nine games. Okay. I think we can get rid of this interception thing. I feel like... Well, not technically nine games, but five like games. Five. It was like five. I feel like interceptions are being... I mean, They would have had the same amount of interceptions. Bad. I think they're... Granted, I mean, his was pretty bad. He threw some bad picks. But... You know, I don't know. Josh Allen threw a lot of picks, too. You know, 
I feel like interceptions aren't necessary. It can cost Dak you a played, playoff game, though. Yeah, Dak played bad football. Dak was not good this year. But I feel like we should look at other things outside of interceptions. I, I mean, like there's got to be something else. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm hating on him too much because I am an Eagles no, fan. No, you're really not. He was very bad. Like He was bad. <laughs> he was bad. Like He wasn't good. I mean, he was not that good. But when he came back, he was pretty rock. He was pretty. He was pretty good when he came back from injury. Put put together. I mean, the, the kid can. The guy can play. He can put some stuff together. You know. But if Vita Vey is laying on him, he he ain't putting nothing together this weekend. Uh, the um, problem that I think they have is that Dak Prescott. He's the exact same thing that he needs to be. The exact same way as Brock Purdy. All he needs to do is be a game manager. They have top defense in the league. Uh, especially when it comes to turnovers. And then they also have, I would say, probably one of the best one-two punches with running game. I think Tony Pollard's better than Zeke. I know there's people down south that are like, Zeke's the guy, but he is not. Tony Pollard's so much better, but Zeke is a very good red zone threat when it comes to that. And their offensive line is insane, especially with Martin at their right guard. Um... But again, all he has to do is be a game manager. But instead, he sits there and he's like, "Let me make this crazy play." And he throws. Yeah, he definitely picks. has a. Yeah, he definitely thinks he has. To, he's doing too much. He has a persona of I have to do. He's he's like Baker Mayfield in a lot of ways. Thinks he has to do a lot more than he has to when he's surrounded by a lot of good players that'll do the things for him. You know, I I would be comfortable if. Dak could just play with what he has, and then it came down to Dak making plays at the end. But if you were, if Dak thinks he has to make all these plays throughout the game, then it's, it's over for them. But if it comes down to like a two minute drive, I'd I'd be confident in Dak if he had put together a good game leading up to it. But if he's just you know playing not great, then it's over. But yeah, the Cowboys, but pretty wishy washy, wishy washy. Very that defense is good, but everything rides on Dak. Everything rides on Dak. I mean, I mean, a common theme in the NFL is, I mean. Either I mean a common theme we've had so far for a strength and weakness in progress. of each team is is their quarterback a strength of their team or is it a weakness of their team? Because that's been a discussion for every single team so far when we've talked about them. So I mean the quarterback and there's a reason the MVP always seems to go to the quarterback. Well, the quarterback's the most important player on the team, like. It's, yep. a, it's a given, but um, New York Giants, I mean, they're a surprise team this year. Um, no, I mean, I surely didn't expect them to be sitting as the sixth seed in the NFC. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the Giants, kind of this team that kind of, I mean, Dabble kind of turned that team around. Um, they're starting to link up. They started the season really strong. Um, first five games were fantastic, but after that um, – once they got to that 6-0 and mark or so, I think it was, they kind of dropped off, and then they won their last couple games. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on the Giants? I think a lot of people hate on Danny Dimes, and he's not that bad. Uh, Danny Dimes was – Danny – Danny – I'm not even – Dan uh, Daniel Jones was <laughs> very bad. Was not a good no, quarterback. He he's he's second in interceptions on the season out of okay, all Okay, we're talking about this – oh, I'm talking about – why no one would hate on Daniel Jones 
if you looked at just this season. No, you, but you got to look at it just this season because we're talking about this season. <laughs> but no one's hating on him. I don't see. I don't think many people are hating on him right now. No, I'm saying going into this playoffs, I think a lot of people will be like, they won't go with the Giants because Danny Dimes they think is bad. When this, I still year, think I think it's warranted based off how bad he had been. I mean, the only thing that he was really bad at was fumbling the ball in his early career, and now he's not fumbling the ball at all. Like, I thought he, he was, I thought he was always bad, but then I watched this one thing, and they were like, he's second in t- interceptions on the year, and he's second in fumbles on the year, and then his uh, interception percentage per passes that he throws is first in the NFL. Like, that's insane. When everyone thought that he was like this guy that just turns over the ball. Which, in my opinion, if you're. You go to his NFC uh, East rival, that's literally what the Giants need is a quarterback that doesn't turn over the ball. Yeah. Um, I forgot to give out my thank yous when I was talking about the Eagles, but um, I'd like to thank Daniel Jones. Um, he won me my fantasy football league. Um, my money league too. Just like to give him a thank you and thank you to um, the entire Eagles team. Yeah, that's it. Oh, right, we got. I think we got to move through these AFC teams. Oh, we still got the Seahawks, but we got Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll jump through these a little bit more. One thing I wanted to say, um, key for the Giants, uh, get Saquon back to the beginning of season form. The first five games he had 533 rushing yards. The last five games he only had 320. Um, they're still fourth in rushing yards per game. Saquon's sitting on 1,312 yards. I think Saquon's a big key to that team's success. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Offensive line. Um, offensive line as well. Uh, Seahawks, uh, another surprise team. Top 10 in points per game. Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, they're only 2-4 and four against playoff teams. Is I think a big weakness of them. They beat the teams they needed to beat in order to get that um, seed. And a big thanks, I'm sure, right now for them is to the Detroit Lions. Um, the Lions. What the? Whoa. Sorry. What do you mean? Sorry. I'm, watch- I'm, wa- I'm watching this game. And oh, this yeah. I had- just did the dumbest thing possible. I had money on. I uh, made a parlay, and Kansas just needed to win the game. And they're about to blow that. Um, but only 20 points combined for the Seahawks. And their two games against the 49ers this year. Who is their opponent in the playoffs? Um, yeah, I don't see much from the Seahawks. I'm happy. It's a, it's a cool story, but they're they're one of them. Their biggest weakness is their defense. Defense and, and lack offenses. of experience. <laughs> they're, be, they're facing one of the best defenses. I mean, offenses. And their defense is their biggest weakness. Um, and the time they play in San Francisco, they lost 27-17. to 17. Yeah, as well. I think they'll lose thirty-five to seven. That's my guess. I don't think it'll be that bad. I think it'll be that bad. Well, well, we know it won't be as bad as the college football playoff. Um. Anyways, Chiefs number Come one on. seed in the AFC. Um. Their their frogs. strength. I mean, we know what their Go strength is. <laughs> um. Their strength Patrick is Patrick Mahomes. It's it's not even a question. Uh, best quarterback in the league. With the best tight end of the league, 5,250 yards for Patrick Mahomes, 1,338 for a tight end in Travis Kelsey, first in the league in points per game. I mean, 
Patrick noting, Mahomes is out of this world. He is. Travis Kelsey hasn't had a touchdown in six weeks. That's that's notable, though. That's something to look at. I don't. I will shock a lot of people when I say this. I think their biggest weakness is Patrick Mahomes as well. I think Patrick Mahomes sometimes does too much and loses them games. And Ben, we're not ESPN. I'm ESPN. We are the Batman. From the Rafters podcast. No, that, no that's what I'm Can't saying. Is he, did too <laughs> much, he, did, he did too much against the Colts. He tried to do too much against the Colts. The Colts ended up literally holding them to okay. 14 well, that points. Was week, that was week three. Week, okay, that's week three, but I'm saying that in previous years, you look at that. Like when he, they faced the Bills, he tried to do too much because it was him versus Josh Allen. They lost that game. I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know who I pick in that Chiefs Bills matchup because I know it's probably going to be the AFC Championship. Um, I think my my weakness for the Chiefs. Um, I mean, I think it's been everybody has said it's been their their defense is 16th in opposing points per game. Um, I mean, yeah, but, what's but their offense ranking. I mean, the offense is first. Like, if you're going to go in a shootout with the Chiefs, you're most likely going to lose. Um, not a lot of weaknesses for this team. Great coach, of course. I'm going to ride that, but, yeah. That's all I got on the Chiefs. I don't know if you guys got anything else you want to add or do you guys want to move on to the Buffalo Bills? I was going to say defense. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Explosive Weakness. offense. Take it away. I've got, I'm going to ride. I'm going to go in a similar direction as Ben on the last team. I'd say Josh Allen's decision-making is their biggest weakness. He tends to make plays – that he doesn't need to make. He makes errant throws. He makes dumb decisions. He's their biggest weakness while he could be one of their biggest strengths. That's all. That's all. See, I mean. why did I get hate for saying that when it's literally the same Because thing? Patrick Mahomes is 10 times a better quarterback than Josh Allen is. Bing, they do 30, the same remember? exact shit. We said that two <laughs> months ago, it's 30 that. times better. So, yeah. They do the same thing. Fake unicorn. No, it's not the same because Patrick Mahomes doesn't – do it as bad as Josh Allen does. Patrick Josh Mahomes, Allen threw three interceptions against the Chicago Bears, the worst defense in the league. Josh Allen has 14 interceptions on the year. That was my weakness for the Bills. But I also had they have an explosive offense with being second in points per game, but also a strong defense, um, second in opposing points per game. I mean, you could can, they are probably one of the, if not the best well-rounded team in the league, but... Um, you got to take care of the football, and um, they're one and one against Miami. Uh, we'll talk about Miami soon, but moving on, we got the whoa, whoa, whoa. biggest weakness for them is not having Von Miller. That's a, I mean that's a big weakness. That's that was overlooked when he went down, but now they're missing out. Um, next would be the Bengals, uh, another Bengals. well-rounded team too. I mean. I I really don't have any weak. I, Joe Burr is playing fantastic. Like I was going to say, been... I was see that's the problem is you have the NFC, who's all big defenses, and plus Philly who has a top offense. But then now you get to the AFC where it's good quarterback, good quarterback, good quarterback, and those good quarterbacks could win or lose you the game because they try to do too much or they don't do enough in that game. Yeah, I, mean, I think. No, go, Dick. I think their weakness is everybody that they're going to play, they've played already this season. That is true. Uh, they play the Ravens, then 
twice. They're playing the Ravens back to back for the third time. I don't necessarily like that. They barely beat Kansas City, which they played pretty well. You know, and Have they played um, Buffalo. Yeah, they beat Buffalo. Yeah. So it's um, hard to tell. I don't know. I uh, like their offensive line. They just they just Lyle lost Collins is out for the rest, of and the they just lost uh, their guard Alex Kappa to an ankle injury. So, yeah, so that's a that's beat a up O line, and that's what I would consider cost them a Super Bowl last year. Except that's what also I mean they got there though they got I mean they, they got the there, world. and I think awful. I also think they they have potential to do that this year as well. But yeah. um, next Jacksonville. Next the surprise, Jackson another Hill. surprise team Trevor led Lawrence by the biggest weakness. Doug P. No, no. Their biggest weakness is their inexperience. They Which have no Trevor, one. Trevor Lawrence has no experience as a quarterback in the. So, so, so you can't label just him. You you label that whole young roster. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I'd say their strength is their experienced Super Bowl winning head coach. I mean, that's clearly their strength. That's why they're in the position they're in. Yeah. They were, they were not. They lost a lot of games early in the season and fought back and won, and got to the position they are. I'd say their biggest strength has to be their head coach. Uh, five and zero in their last five games, fifth in sacks. Uh, ATN's played well towards the end of the season. Saxonville is back. Saxonville is back. Um, weakness for me was inconsistent. Um, considering some stretches they had during the year, they're a young group. Uh, they can't get complacent, and I also think uh, their schedule this year wasn't the toughest as they were in a weak division. Yeah, that's probably what's going to lose them the game is because they didn't play anybody. Um, but, yeah, that's about all we got for the Jags. Uh, Chargers. Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Um, Brandon Staley is their weakness. All yeah, their co- of course. I mean, their, yeah. their, their head coach is the worst decision maker of all time. He'll decide to go for it on 4th and 10. They'll be up by 4. He'll go for it on 4th and 10 instead of kicking a field goal and losing the game, probably. He's their biggest weakness. Their strength is Justin Herbert in that offense. Healthy. uh, An injured Mike Williams is not good for them. And if they somehow, someway make the AFC Championship, Rashawn Slater should be back. He should be back next week, they said. No, they they said 21 days. He's got 21 days to be activated. He can't, but he's on the process. He doesn't. It doesn't have to take 21 days. He can play next week. Yeah, but most they likely, said, most likely that he doesn't. He probably will play against the Chiefs. Or yeah, well, if they need him to play, he's gonna. You bet, old buddy's gonna hop out there, hobble out there, and he's gonna play. I mean, yeah, if but it, if he's winning a football game, he's gonna play. You don't want to. You don't want to have a tackle that's hobbling in a playoff game, in my opinion. Well, I mean. You also don't want your all-pro tackle not playing. That is also true. Um, what I got, I got lots of injuries. Uh, they lost J.C. Jackson earlier in the year. Um, questionable with Rashawn Slater. Um, Williams got injured in the last game. Joey Bosa even got injured. They both are expected to win. Not win, but Kansas might win now. Um, expected to play, but I think injuries have been a problem the whole year. I don't think we've seen a fully healthy Chargers team this year, and we're not going to. Is Khalil Mack yeah, still not. healthy? Yeah. Yeah. Good for good. him, man. Good for Pro him. Bowler. Pro bowler. Um, Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Weakness. Jackson. No Lamar. 
Um, they're saying that he's probably going to play. You think Lamar is their weakness? No, he said he yeah. thinks they're going to play. He's going to play. But before that, no, I think I think him not having any experience in the last six weeks of the season or whatever how long is going to lead to them having him as their biggest weakness. That's why I, I think, think they forced Jalen. That's why I think they forced Jalen Hurts to come back. Yeah, fair, but I think anything Lamar Jackson is better than Tyler Huntley or whoever the heck they throw in there. Oh, without a doubt, but I'm saying, I mean, you gotta be, you've had to played a little bit, you know. I'd say their weakness is just their whole offense. Whether Lamar is playing or not, they have not a whole lot of weapons. Um, it's if they can't get the ball to Mark Andrews, they can't get the ball to anyone. And if Lamar if Lamar does not play in that game, they stand absolutely no chance. Twelve point five points per game without Lamar, including the game he went out because he only uh, took two attempts in that game. Yeah, their last six game twelve point five points per game. You can't win a playoff game when you're averaging those offensive stats. No, absolutely not. Oh um, yeah, another team questionable. Uh, What's happening with the quarterback? When's he going to be back? Dolphins. Um, strengths, you got Hill and Waddle, two fantastic wide receivers. But, like, uh, worried about Tua. No. Is Tua, like, I, have you guys heard about Tua? Is he playing? Is he not playing? I've heard that know. he's most likely going to play. At the same if I'm Tua, I don't risk it. I feel like if he gets another bad hit, he he loses his career. I mean... Yeah, but because he's he's had how many he's had two concussions so far this season in the last like ten weeks or so. If he gets a third, he's done. I don't like. I really think that he won't pass any physicals to play anymore. Ah, uh, it's hard. I think the difference between the Dolphins and the Ravens is the backup quarterbacks for the Ravens are their weakness. I think the whole quarterback position. As a whole, no matter who goes out there, at this point is a weakness for them. Yeah, um, and their defense isn't very good. No, defense is twenty fourth in the NFL. Um, that's, I mean, that's a weakness. Uh, that's all. That's all the teams that we've just gone through there. Um, before we get into, oh, we're missing one. I feel like we're missing one. No, we've hit every single one. Nope, that's seven. All Ooh, fourteen. Yeah, that's seven. That's seven. Good job. Um, Jacksonville. All right. We're going to start a new one. Again? Oh, my God. Are we going to do the combine again? Do you guys think? Yeah, we're going back, especially on quarterback day. Quarterback day, we are going. Yeah, boy. You hear that, you hear that here first. We're going back to the combine, baby. All right. Yeah. Um, End of season awards. Uh, we'll start with offensive player of the year. I have Justin Jefferson, 128 reception yards, 1,809 yards, first in receiving yards, first in receptions. I've got Justin Jefferson as well. Ben is doing the gritty Jay, in the background. Jay Jettis is my man. Won me, almost won me the my entire fantasy league. Got second, but still. Uh, Jay Jettis is insane. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, 18.5 sacks, two forced fumbles. Yep, Nick Bosa as well. You can't go against him, especially because of the sacks. Uh, 
I mean, TJ Watt, didn't he win it last year and he had like 20 sacks or something like that? 22 and a half, yeah. So, I mean, sacks is everything. No, I mean, unless some guy had like 10 picks or something like that, but no one did that. But so, Nick Bosa. Um, I think this one we might have some differences, the next two possibly. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I took Kenneth Walker. Also thought about giving it to Garrett Wilson. I went Garrett Wilson. I just didn't see enough production. I mean, granted, he was stuck on the depth chart, deep in the depth chart. Kenny Walker was. Um, there just wasn't a whole year-long worth of production. Like, that's the same reason you can't give it to Brock Purdy, granted. I mean, Brock's um, sample size is a lot smaller, smaller than Kenny Walker's, but, you know, I think that's why you give it to... That's why I give it to Garrett Wilson. He played very well all season long. Yeah, I got Garrett Wilson. The only I'm with you on the whole uh, Brock Purdy thing. If the man played all season, and especially like this, uh, there's without a doubt you give it to Purdy. But since it's only been, what, for like seven or eight weeks, you can't give it to him. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, I got the man Sauce Gardner. I'm going to have to give it to him. This one's tough because I could give it to him or I could give it to Aiden Hutchinson. And I really don't like Detroit. And I'm going to give it to Solace. But Hutch, Hutch played very well. So, See, I would give it to Solace because both – I'm going to give a little love to Aiden Hutchinson. I didn't know this, but as a DN, he had three interceptions. I think one he returned for a touchdown. So, I mean, he had more interceptions than Sauce Gardner. Yeah. So, I don't know. And he had I, nine and a half sacks, and as a rookie. yeah, I give the hot. I want to give the Hutch. I'm I'm going Hutch. I just I, I don't know sauce. The hype was just all. It, it got to me towards the end of the season. I was over it, and he I mean, played very well. But Hutch played no. See now I'm letting my opinion come into this. Sauce Sauce was the best defensive rookie, so I'll give it to Sauce. Yeah. Um, going Hutch. Coach of the year. I went. Uh, Maybe a surprise. I went Doug Peterson. I could I could give it to Doug. Uh, team that won two games last year. I mean, awful coach um, and Urban Meyer and came in and uh, took that team and has taken them to the playoffs. And I'm going to go with Doug Peterson. My second option, of course, was Sirianni. But I think uh, coaching was a bit of a struggle last couple games for the Eagles. So I'm going to give it to Doug. Um, mine is kind of in the same boat. See, if there was never a quarterback injury, I'm not giving it to this guy because of what is on that team. But with two starting quarterbacks going down and going to your last pick in the NFL draft, I ha- I think I give it to Kyle Shanahan. I don't have Kyle Shanahan, but I had someone I mean, else, and I wanted to be the only one to take him. You're going with Dabble. I'm going with Brian yeah. Dable. He deserves it. He took a team that had two first, re- first top ten picks. Took a team that looked like they were going to do nothing this year. Took them all the way to the playoffs. Started off the year 6-0, 5-0. I forget how, what they were. They were looking like no one could stop him at the beginning. Then they kind of slowed down a little bit. Slowed down. But then he found a way to get his team into the playoffs. And I think all of us... There's a point where I think all of us agreed, oh, you can only keep this up for so long, then they're going to fall yep. off. You can only keep it up for so long. And he somehow kept it up, somehow got him in, 
And honestly, if I'm an offensive player, I want to go play for Dable. So, and that's all they need is wide receivers for that team. Uh, and some secondary yeah. help, but wide receivers are the biggest thing. The best receiver on that team is Darius Slayton. That's terrible. So you really, you really confidently think Daniel Jones is the answer there? I think I think he's played good enough to where he de- he deserves to be re-signed by the team, and then if they could somehow do this again next year, he's earned his spot. Yeah, I I can agree with that. A short deal, two year or one year, and then make him play for it again because yeah. one year versus the last three years of being not very good isn't enough for me. That's um, what I think they should do with Geno Smith. Is they should Seahawks should sign him to a one or two year deal. One or two, yeah. Um, honorable mentions, of course, Nick Sirianni. Um, that team um, was just other, too good, in my opinion, to yeah, give it to him. That's my only thing is they were just that you couldn't really mess it up, and he he didn't mess it up. He didn't, you know, he coached very well all season long. You just there was no messing that up, in my opinion. So he did what he was expected to do. Um, but I said honorable mention for him. Um, another one, Pete Carroll. Did I mean no one expected. Seattle win more than two games in there in the playoffs. Dan Campbell turned it around midseason. I if they was, made, if they I, made the playoffs, I would go Campbell. I was calling for his head when they were one and seven or one and six, and they finished nine and eight. So that's very got to give credit where credit is due. There, Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings were at twelve and thirteen and fourteen, thirteen and four, thirteen and fourteen. And, and there's a lot there as well, but they still won 13 games, so you got to give you know you got to give them give it to them there. Jeez, and Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor did pretty well. Was a pretty good coach again. All like every AFC coach, Mike Daniel, Lovey Smith. <clears throat> a special shout out to Lovey Smith. He's got a place right here, special place right here in my heart. Love that guy. Were you pointing Wait. to the right side of your? Just. It's Zoom. Zoom's backwards. Yeah, Zoom. Oh, Zoom is backwards? Oh, okay. I'm just dumb. Uh, MVP, uh, I'm coming off of my horse. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and not playing the uh, two of those games this year for Hurts. Uh, my uh, decision on MVP might be different if he played those two games and didn't get injured. But with uh, looking at it now, I have to go with Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. That's that is the only reason I'm going Patrick Mahomes at this point because of the not playing the whole season. After watching Jalen play in person, if he would have been able to finish out the season very strong, I could give it to either of them. I wouldn't say it's a, it was a landslide either way, but being that Patrick played every game, I'm going to give it to Patrick I'm Mahomes. Reading, I'm reading. Okay. Dang, do I do it? I'm stuck between these two, without a doubt. Don't do something silly. There's nothing. No, but I would. So this is what this is what I'm saying. This is I'm, I wasn't gonna give it to him, but this is what I'm saying. Second half MVP, I'm giving it to Joey B. He's been unstoppable. But for the entire season, I think you have to go Patty. Patty Mahomes has deserved it. I'll go off my high horse here. I've been hating on Patrick Mahomes a little bit today. I'll get off of it all season long. Because he lost to the Colts. Okay. Lost to the Colts. I wish he beat us because then we could. If he if he if he beat us, we would be the number two pick, number right now. Yeah, 
Davis Mills didn't lose to the Colts, I mean. So that means the I guess the MVP should be Davis Mills because he exactly. never lost to the Colts. Exactly, and the Colts beat the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. He's dying over here. Uh, final uh, segment here. Wait, come back. Do we want to do a comeback player? Do we want to do a comeback player of the year? Do you want to do a comeback player of the year? Saquon Barkley. Okay. I, um... Here, I got you. I didn't think of this one too much. Saquon was one that I thought of. I also thought of Brandon Graham, but most people don't think of him. McCaffrey's one. Um, I consider Brandon Graham. I mean, Uh he was over 10 sacks, but that's my bias. Not bias aside, I'm going to go Saquon. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go McCaffrey just because whenever he got traded over there, then they kind of turned it around, in my opinion. They kind of went crazy after they got him. And San Fran, and he was out all last year. Or Wait, didn't he play like the first three weeks or something like that last year and then tore his ACL or something like that? Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I got... I got Good old Christian McCaffrey. He deserves a good old award for once in his career. Um, now, final segment. We apologize this is a longer episode. As you can see, we got a ton to talk about, and there's a lot more we could talk We've about. We've been out for a month, people. Yeah, and uh, we haven't been able to talk to each other a lot here either. But final segment here. Um, it is the bracket here for the... Playoffs. Uh, I got it up here. Ben's got it up. Um, let's start with the first AFC matchup. Um, on my board, I got it a little bit different than some of the others do. I got the Chargers playing the Jags. Who you got winning that game, Connor? I have the Jacksonville Jaguars winning at home against the Chargers. Do you have a score that you believe? Because mm, I, I feel like scores. we should we should get some scores in here. Do, you, do we want to get scores for? Uh, I mean, it doesn't. Fun? You could just you know um, ballpark it, ballpark it. I'm gonna say let's say twenty four to twenty four to twenty one. Last minute field goal when the game Jacksonville wins. You mark. You're marking all this stuff for, for everyone. Yeah, Is I it? can mark everybody. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take the Chargers over Jacksonville, you don't winning twenty seven to twenty three. Dang, he's going to – are you going to write down – I'm not putting everybody's scores. I'm just going to put down who you guys take. Okay. You know, I think I'm going to – I'm going to go with Jake on this one. I think the Chargers are going to win it just because purely the inexperience. They're – I mean, Chargers also don't have that much experience in the playoffs, uh, and they also have a a head coach that does some questionable things, but I just think – if you line up those two teams, I think the Chargers are the clear. I like. I. I seriously. I hate saying this, but I seriously believe that if the Jaguars faced anyone in the AFC, I don't think they'd beat anyone. So I'm. But I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going your score line, twenty four twenty one, but switch it. Chargers win it. Um, so the next game would next be... Next game, Ravens at the Bengals. Uh, I've got the Bengals winning that one. I think they win that one uh, 31 to... There's no way you thought 31. Same as me. Uh, 31 to... I don't think they put that down. 16. Random number, 16. 31-16. 
Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals, and I'm going to go 28-10. I'm going to combine those two scores. I got I got Bengals 31-10. I think they'll win by three touchdowns. Wow. Um, um, last game. Speaking of the Ravens, how do you feel about that extension, Jake? Um, Roquan? Roquan has I mean, been extended. You're how to pay a quarterback. That's all I've got. Uh, uh, Dolphins at the Bills. I've got the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think I'm going to say 34 to, assuming Tua plays, 34 to 24. Ooh, high scoring. So then, yeah, I'm going to take Buffalo. If Tua plays, I'm going to go. I mean, I'm, this is going to be a low-score game, I think. I'm going to go 17 to 14. It is going to be in the cold. It's going to be in Buffalo. I think that's where Buffalo actually gets a lot of its help is because they play in such cold weather when it gets to this time of year. Uh, I got Buffalo winning. Uh, if Tua plays, I think it's going to be a little higher scoring, but 35-21. Um, let's jump over to the NFC. Uh, Cowboys at the Buccaneers. I've got the Cowboys winning 20-19. Yeah. What are we calling? Book it. Are you calling? 20-19. Are you calling game-winning field goal? Are you calling game-winning touchdown? What are you calling there? Or um, game-winning stop? Missed I think, field goal for the dub for Tampa Bay? Um, Because your scoreline, it's coming down to something. Tom Brady has never lost the Cowboys. Hey, I think it There's is. There's always a time for a first. And he, they played him this year, and they beat him. No, what? No, no, no. no. I'm going to go 21-19. to Failed two-point conversion by the Bucks. I don't even know if that's possible, but that's where I'm going. 21-19. I'm gonna go. I am gonna go. Bucks beat the Cowboys and win. Twenty sixteen. I got Cowboys win this one. I think it'll be twenty one ten. And I think Tom Brady's turning over the ball four times. Oh my goodness! Picks uh, or fumbles. Next game. <laughs> next game. Next game. You know, I really thought about this. I could have just waited on you guys to pick and just pick the same thing as Ben, and I wouldn't have to worry about this whole crap. Oh, writing everything down? Yeah. Like, no, no, yeah. And you have the same thing? Yeah, oh, if we got the same thing, then we're it's going to go to the tiebreaker. You have the, eh, you have the Jags. I have the Jags. Um, doesn't mean I'm eh, – we're not going to go – never mind. Uh, Giants at Vikings. I have the Giants. They pull it out. I'm gonna take. Oh, Giants! Um, I'm gonna take the Giants. Yeah, uh, twenty-four uh, nineteen. Twenty-four nineteen. I'm gonna go. Uh, twenty seventeen. Decent, decent. You know. I feel. Oh yeah, continue. No, I want to hear what you say first. Because I, I, I'm very much... It has, no, it has nothing to do with this. It has nothing to do with this game at all. I'm very much stuck with this game. I think that this is the one game that I would say could possibly be the biggest upset. Because it's a six versus a three. But I think 
Minnesota has found a way to win a bunch of close games this year, and I think it'll be another close game. I got it to be Minnesota winning 28-24. That's not bad at all. Um, Final game of the NFC on wildcard weekend. Seahawks at the 49ers. 49ers, um, I think they continue what they've been doing. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say thirty to seventeen. No. Yep. No, thirty exactly. to, thirty to fourteen. I'm going thirty to seventeen. 49ers. I'm going 49ers 10 They're winning by twenty eight. Okay. Um Question is do you guys want to do the next round or do you guys want to wait until next week? I feel like we should go the entire thing. Just do the entire thing. I say I say oh. we get it over with. The entire thing. Let's start with the NFC. Because then, then if we get any wrong, then we could talk about next week. You know what we think the divisional will be. Um. So for me and Jake, this the NFC game. It would be the Giants versus the Eagles. So yeah, uh, I have the Eagles. Wait, Maybe we should wait. Should we wait? Focus. Wait. I think. I think we can. I don't think we write any of it down. I think, but I think we predict what we think is gonna ha- what would happen. Just predict the Super Bowl champ or the and the championship games, because I mean that's who you're predicting to win, I guess. Yeah, that's what I mean. Divisional game. I mean that's basically where we're at now. Uh, at. NFC um, Eagles versus the Forty ers Yeah, and the NFC I championship. I don't see. Yeah, I think I'm it's one Eagles. versus two on each side. It could possibly be one versus three on AFC side because Bengals are playing out of their mind lately. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go one versus three on the AFC side. On the AFC side, I went Chiefs versus Bengals. And then, but but I'm gonna take the Bengals. I think. I mean, I think I'm gonna take the Chiefs this time. I think the Chiefs will finally get them. I picked the Chiefs to go to the championship. I also picked the Eagles to go to the championship and them to win the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna go against my team. I think. I, can't. It, I think. Out of uh, unfortunately, I don't know. I don't. I don't see. I'm unfortunately. I don't see the 49ers beating the Eagles. I just can't see the Eagles. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's tough. Definitely tough to see anything. Yeah, my Super Bowl prediction will be Kansas City and the Eagles. Kansas City gonna win though. I think it's a toss up between two teams from the NFC, depending on if Purdy can make it the plays. Then you yeah. put the 49ers. I hate saying that because, I mean, I kind of want to cheer for the Eagles just for you, you know? Because we were freshmen in high school when they won it, right? Yeah. That was, yeah, a, so, that was a great Monday first, morning to go back first to First year I met Connor, it, I mean, I was cheering for the Eagles because, you know, me and Connor were friends. But um, we're still friends. I don't even know. I mean, yeah, sorry. We're friends. Yeah. We are still friends. But, um... 49ers could win that game without a doubt. I don't think there's any other team in the NFC that will beat them. The Eagles, that is. I mean, maybe the Cowboys because it's a divisional opponent if they make it to the next round. But I seriously, I don't know. But what you... Yeah, I mean, if you're having the Vikings go through, the Cowboys would play. In your bracket, the Cowboys would be playing the Eagles. Yeah, but I don't think... I I think the Eagles have so much... Like, their offensive line, all of them have started in a Super Bowl game, except for maybe one that are playing now. And then their defense, almost everyone on that defense has been in a Super Bowl, except for maybe one or two. 
Who's I mean Dog. sorry, sorry. Dog. Middle Dog. their linebackers they don't. Their entire defensive line have. Um Javon Hargrave was on that team in twenty seventeen. Fletcher Cox was on that team. Brandon Graham was on that team. Hargraves was on that team? I'm pretty sure he was a rookie. I don't think Har I think Hargraves just signed with the Eagles this year. Yeah, Hargrave uh was not. I could have swore. Maybe I was wrong. He was definitely with a different team before this year. Yeah, he um Oh he was with the I totally forgot yeah, he was this year. Yeah. I was gonna say I knew he was a different team. Um Robert Quinn has never played a super but he's not starting for them. True. Uh, Garner Johnson. Yeah, you're right. Starters have experience. The Eagles definitely have the most Super Bowl experience here, I'd say. Except for Chiefs. the Chiefs. Chiefs. But even the Chiefs, I wouldn't say, have that much because most of those players left after the Chiefs won. My only but, thing is, does the fact that it's in Philadelphia change anything? Uh, Yes, because if San Fran has to go there, they're not used to that weather. So who are you picking? Uh, I think wait, I think, wait, I think wait, the, wait, wait. Flashback. Wild card weekend. San Francisco took a trip up north to the number one seed Green Bay Packers and won in the snow. When the weather? When was this? Last year. Okay. But again, this is this year. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but don't give me the whole weather crap. That. Same team did weather it, just crap, different... Okay, you say that, but weather changes a lot of games. No, it does not. Yes, it... No, it does not. If it's not. not raining as bad as it does, Bears aren't winning that game against the 49ers. Okay, so are you saying if it's not snowing in Wisconsin, the Green Bay Packers beat the sunny San Francisco 49ers that, that game? Yes. The, the 49ers that don't play in the snow ever? Let's get Maybe. back to uh, this season. Um, we all got Chiefs and Eagles. Um... Jake's got the Chiefs. I got the Eagles. Ben, who do you have in that Super Bowl matchup if it happens? I got Eagles. Uh, I don't want. I don't want the Chiefs because I hate seeing repetitive stuff. You know, so I also don't want. You know what? I'm gonna go Buffalo. I feel like Buffalo has a lot fighting for them. You know, especially what what just went down. I feel like that. Could definitely be something that gives them hope, like not just hope, but like uh, you know, uh, extra life in their system. You know, like let's win it for uh, Demar Hamlin. So you know what, we're gonna go Philly versus Buffalo, and then Buffalo winning. No, I think Buffalo wins. I don't know. I I don't think Buffalo matches up well against Philly. I think Philly wins it all. Then. All right. Well, Ben. No, Ben, you just said I don't know. that the Buffalo was the most well-rounded team in the NFL. You just okay, but no, I said they're they're one of the best. Well, I think you said they are the best. You okay, said they are. Okay, my bad if I said that they're the but okay. Philly is Philly and them are probably the best-rounded teams out there, without a doubt. Okay, so then how do they not match up well against them? That makes no sense. I think that, the I think that team. I think Philly has one of the best secondaries out there. You can stop them. You don't. Buff, Buffalo does not have a bad secondary. Okay, but I'm saying that they're now going to have a third string safety out there. That's go, that's a big hole. Fair enough. <laughs> Anyways, 
that's what we got on uh, the playoffs. Um, exciting um, playoffs start this weekend. Um, we'll be getting some stuff on Twitter here uh, next week as Jake will be wearing that lovely Go um, Pack Go shirt. It does not say that. It just says Green Bay Packers. I was just you know, saying their motto. You know, we should have forced them to wear uh, Aaron Rodgers jersey. Yeah, but that's expensive. Or like one of the shirt jerseys. Honestly, respect to Jake for already buying that yeah. or like wherever he got it. I don't care where he got it. As Fun long fact, as he got one. this already belonged to my mother and I stole it from her closet. So I didn't buy anything. Hey, that's fair that's enough. Fine. You're still going to wear it. Um, still going to wear it. Makes no difference. Anyways, man. we thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the From the Rafters podcast. It's good to be back. We apologize it was a little bit longer, a little unorthodox, but we're back again for the second time. And um, good things to come here soon. Thank you for tuning in. Um, hope you all enjoy your wild card weekend. Bye-bye. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of From the Rafters podcast. If you're not already, follow us on Twitter at FromTheRafters for all updates and alerts you're not going to want to miss.